Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church in Richland, Washington. My name is Brent and with me is my friend Megan. Hi everyone. And uh, it is the middle of October here. It is. It is uh, coming close to Halloween. It is homecoming weekend yeah. for my daughter and your school that yeah. you go to. And yeah, it just follows in the air. This is the first morning I woke up and I was like, oh, it's chilly in my house today. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, maybe we should turn the fire on. Should we turn the fire on? <laughs> And then we didn't, uh, so I don't know. It's still going to be like 75 degrees today. Yeah, so. it's it's lovely though. It is. It's weird because usually we have this kind of weather like beginning of October. Right. And it's the middle of October, almost yeah. the end of October, quite frankly. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little weird. I, uh, I went on a run this morning outside and it's like that one of those ones where you're like right in between. You need a long sleeve for the first little bit, yeah. and then you're sweating like crazy. <laughs> but if you go out in just a t-shirt, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is miserable. But um, the water is glass right now in the yeah. river. There's mm-hmm. like nobody out there. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah. It's really it's good. good. We love fall time. It's fun. Uh, we did pumpkins over the weekend. Oh, fun. Yeah. We did it with Chris and Aubrey and their kiddos. Nice. And uh, I mentioned it a little bit on Sunday. Yeah, you did. Um, and it is definitely one of those things you dread, and then you get into <laughs> it, and you're like, I got this. I can do this. Uh, uh, and I don't know. Yeah. Do, do you carve pumpkin? You don't have kids. Not so currently. It, okay. But I did as a kid. I think my parents probably felt similarly. Like, so I'm pretty sure my mom- You don't get friends together and be like, let's pump, you know, no. drink some chai tea, pumpkin- Occasionally, I don't know. Not we haven't in a while. Yeah, I don't know. All my friends with kids do. I don't know. I don't get invited. I don't know what. (laughs) Well, they're probably like (laughs) you. Don't want to be subject to this. That's not a. They're not doing you uh, like uh, any favors by inviting you to. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't mind that kind of stuff. How about fall festival stuff? You going to corn maze? Yeah, I think I'm going to go corn maze this weekend. Maybe do some like basic fall things this weekend. Okay. Um. But yeah, that's. I haven't done any yet, really. Any so. other fall traditions that is a part of the uh, Bojan family mm, upbringing? Not really. I mean, pumpkin carving, we did that. Um, I think I my think favorite part of the pumpkin carving is uh, the pumpkin seeds that we bake uh, and yeah. eat later on. Yeah, we never did that, though, growing up. I think my mom just didn't want to bother cleaning them. So that's the thing. <laughs> part of the deal is I don't do any of that cleaning. Kylie is always doing that. And so I always assume, man, let's just bait, let's just do this. These are, yeah. they're right here. We're either throwing them away or eating them and they're fantastic to eat. And I think that if I remember correctly, they're decently healthy for you. Yeah, I think so. They have some good oils. I mean, oils. I know you could throw some like massive amounts of salt yeah, and sodium yeah, yeah. on there and then, you know, whatever. But um, I feel like- What do like, you put on them? What do you like? Do you like them no, savory salt, or sweet? Just no, no nothing. Oh, just salt? Just okay. a little bit of salt. Yeah. Okay. You bake them. Like, like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, I know. You can eat them Some with the shells. Some people put things on them. Like, they'll do like a sweet, like a cinnamon, like a pumpkin spice kind of a thing on it. Or like a garlic salt or a like kind of a flavored salt thingy. Yeah. But. No, nothing. But okay. it is like that whole baked nuts season though. Kind yeah. Kind of made some uh, pecans the other night. Oh, like nice. with the sugar. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Super good, man. Yeah. That's what I like on my salad. Like a little sugared bit of greens pecans. and sugared pecans. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel like I'm still doing good by eating a salad. Oh my but gosh, it's like barely yeah, a salad at that so point. so much sugared pecans on there. Dressing. My mom does a like a candied nuts thing for Christmas time at Christmas time. Yeah. It has like peanuts and I don't know, a bunch of different kinds of nuts. Yeah. But, uh, I think like pecans and walnuts and all that stuff. But How about, um, are you stocking up for Halloween? Yeah, we were at Costco no. the other day and saw tons of candy and everybody's loading up on cards. Yeah, I don't know how many trick-or-treaters I'm going to get. 
I know this is your first time. Yeah. yeah. But there are a lot of kids in my neighborhood. I, and Richland's, uh, Richland's like a very, I mean, from speaking from having a church here and then them doing Yeah, the but I think thing. people go to, like, Places. I live really close to the uptown. So I think people come to the uptown or there's like yeah. a church. There's like churches all around that do trunk or treats or like, so I don't know how many go like house to house, but. Um, I'm going to get some candy. I haven't gotten any yet because I'm worried that I'll just eat it. And yes. yes. <laughs> so I'm trying so, to like time it. Okay. So I'm going to throw it under the bus here. Uh, but we went over to Chris and Aubrey's last night to go watch some baseball, play yeah, baseball. Yeah. And I walk inside the house and there's a bowl of candy right by the front door. And I, I make a comment like, are you already getting trick-or-treaters on like the 15th of the month? Like what kind of a neighborhood do you live in? And she mm-hmm. said, oh, I got a little snacky, so I put it out <laughs> kind of for myself. And I said, well, that's like the most dangerous thing yeah. that you could do. <laughs> like, just set that out, and all of a sudden you're like, I didn't. and then like um, two weeks later, you're like, didn't we buy a candy yeah, to did. give to kids? <laughs> and you're like, I'm sorry, what? My, I have four fillings. What did yeah. you just say? <laughs> I know, that is the like... Yeah. It's the balance there. Yeah, so, so and the hard part is like Costco has limited supplies. We went one year to go buy some for the church oh, because yeah. we have the big thing here mm-hmm. at the uptown. And there was pretty slim pickings like oh. right before. So there is a there is like a delicate yes, balance. Yes, there is. So you gotta get it late enough you don't eat all of it, yes. but soon enough that there's still a good variety. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause the stores stop stocking it at a certain point. Yeah. So because we saw it the other day, we're like, do we buy it now? For the for the big thing because we have to buy yeah for we have the to buy uptown bags yeah. and bags and bags mm-hmm. of this stuff like honestly close to a hundred dollars worth of candy yeah which is yeah stupid but um <laughs> uh but I I don't want to store it and I don't have a pl- you know that and then again it does get open my mm-hmm. kids find it they have noses then they yeah they are like expert candy finders it's not good yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well I have a dentist appointment to show you to prove that to you. That it's been rough. <laughs> I know. I've seen your kids scouting for candy in this building. <laughs> yeah. And it's honestly a little bit scary and impressive. Yeah. It's, so, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So. Your oldest particularly is quite skilled. We uh, watched the, got into the Hocus Pocus craze. Oh, yeah. Um, I watched the second one a couple you? weeks ago. So we decided not to watch the second one until we watched the first one. Uh-huh. And so we started the first one as a family. And then honestly, the kids just got tired, like yeah. physically tired. Yeah. And so we paused it. So we're like halfway through a really crappy show. <laughs> and um, I, I love Hocus Pocus. Well, do you remember the first one? <laughs> yeah, I watched it recently did this you? year. Okay. Yeah, I did. Uh, all right. Uh, I, but I did you watch never, it as a kid? I never watched okay, it as a kid. Okay, that's why you think, that's why you don't have, because I have nostalgia. I watched it as a kid. Yeah. And so, like. That's a good tie into our series. We only remember the better yeah. half of things sometimes. And <laughs> no. that is exactly <laughs> something that people go, oh, yeah, I loved it. And you're going, have you watched it in the last five years? No, I have. Wa- I watch it pretty much every year in October. Terrible. It's cheesy. It's not supposed to be great. It's like cheesy. Name one actor, actress in that movie that did a good job. A good job. Not even like, but I'm it- not talking about <laughs> Emmys. I'm talking about like reasonable, uh, not here to cash a paycheck. I I don't know. All of them? I don't know. Oh, come They're all, It's like on. supposed to be kitschy and silly yeah, and like really all of that. Is. And so if that's the intent, then like okay. Bette Midler and Kathy Jimmy and Sarah Jessica you, Parker hit the nail on the head. Are you ready for my favorite part? Yeah. We're watching this and uh, there's a, uh, a scene in which um, 
the witches like are flying. They can't touch the ground in the yeah, cemetery, uh-huh. but they're flying around. And they're doing, and it's like way cheesy yeah. uh, CGI, right? Yes. I mean, well, it's not CGI. Bad. It was, the movie was made in the 90s. Yes. Okay. It's Thank not you. CGI. It's not CGI. Whatever that was, <laughs> was terrible. And Grayson goes, I think I know how they did that shot, Dad. They used drones. And Kyle and I looked at each other and we're like, buddy, nope. drones did not exist yeah. when this movie was made. <laughs> And they're like, oh, come on. It wasn't. We were like, the internet did not exist. Yeah, well, Cell like barely. phones did not exist. <laughs> not to the not to the, the average person in this show. Yeah, I know, yeah. like, you know, there might have been a few people. Yeah. but That's why they call each other on the landline in yes, that movie. Yes, I know. Like, <laughs> they don't even have cell phones no, to call they each call... other. But his comment was so self-assured. Uh, I bet they used drones to get that yeah. shot, Dad. <laughs> You're like, nope. No, I don't think so, son. <laughs> Just really bad actresses. That's all it was. Uh, Listen, don't poo-poo all over um, Hocus Pocus. You're going to get like hate email after this we podcast. We haven't watched number two yet. but Well, my, I don't know. You're going to have to like, you should keep them lower because I like, it's like cheesier. Oh, cheesier? Yeah. Than oh, the first one. And I, I don't know. It's like, uh, there's this couple interesting twists in it at the end, but I, at first I was like, oh, okay. Um, I don't think so. people get into Hocus Pocus 2 for the twists at the end. <laughs> no! It's, it's just not. like you're selling it like an M. Night Shyamalan No, flick. I'm not. <laughs> Wait until you see uh, what happens. No, it's not like that. It's uh, just like, oh, okay. It's, that's the direction they went yeah. with that. But yeah, I don't know. It was like, okay. Our neighbors are slowly increasing their uh, Hollywood, uh, or Hollywood, Halloween uh, s- s- stuff too. Oh, yeah. So like we came home last night and they have- <laughs> like more every day. Yeah, more every day. <laughs> and now there's like some audio outside. So those like oh, witches. Oh, nice, nice. You know, like this corpse that's like groaning yeah. oh, and all this kind okay, of stuff. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, so we got out and we're like, way to go. Yeah. Look at them. I like, noticed some very game. bright, like Halloween colored lights down the street, like pretty far down the street. Yeah. Um, that I was like, oh, those are new. They should do that in the Tri-Cities. You know, at Christmas time where they say, hey, if you're going out and taking a look at lights with your yeah. kids, here's a good map of some really good homes that have done some really great investing like on <laughs> investing <laughs> it is an investment there's a lot of money that people spend on that stuff yes but investment uh in uh, like assumes some sort of a payoff at the end <laughs> uh when you are investing in uh a joy investment to go down yeah it's a joy investment <laughs> they should have a map though of here's places oh, worth yeah. seeing because we went to one in west churchland a few years ago that was bonkers crazy yeah it was amazing and uh, I don't know that this one was crazy. They just had like big lights in their front yard. Yeah. But I, I have one neighbor who has a like cemetery scene. So they have like two like mounds of soil that are like fresh graves. And then they have one where it's like open and they have like a plastic, like a trash bag in it. So it's like the little skeletons getting buried. They went all out. Nice. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. So, and they have like bloody skeletons hanging from their porch. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> if you're listening to this and know of a good spot in your neighborhood that's worth seeing, would you just reach out to us? Just email us, uh, Brennan Eastlake Tri-Cities, uh, and then I will forward it to Megan. I don't, I don't want to be presupposed giving your information out, but uh, we'd love to kind of like schedule a little drive through and go check out some cool stuff. Okay. So that's the plan. <laughs> okay. We'll go get pumpkin spice lattes. We'll eat all the candy we were supposed to save till Halloween, and we'll drive around and look uh, at fun, crazy stuff. When I lived in my apartment before I had 
like before trick or treaters, I didn't have trick or treaters there. Um, I would go to the grocery store on November 1st and I would buy candy for myself. Uh, oh, yeah, because so, it's super cheap. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you know what's funny is I just thought of this. I think that my, I wonder if my neighbors think that it's like a uh, like a religious thing for me because they oh, know that I'm a pastor at church yeah, yeah, yeah. and we don't decorate for Halloween. Yeah. And we do for Christmas. Yeah. But like, it's not. It's just like, I just don't see the point of decorating for Halloween. <laughs> Most of the t- mostly because we're not at home. Like yeah. we're out with our kids walking around. So yeah. like, what do we care? Yeah. Uh, I do want. I don't have a pumpkin for my. I want a pumpkin oh, for yeah. my porch. Well, we have lots of those. Well, but yeah. You have. Four no, children, I know. I know. So. And, and, and both parents have pumpkins <laughs> yeah. in their garden. They're like, please come yeah. over, cut them all, take them. Yeah. Um, I'm like, why did you grow them? <laughs> <laughs> for their grandchildren. Yes, exactly it. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> one more thing. Can I go one more? Oh and sure. Then whatever you have is great too. Mm-hmm. But. Um, we were over at uh, my in-laws' house watching uh, watching some f- baseball on Saturday. Okay, watching yeah, that the marathon epic game. game. The, yeah. Well, epic would have been had they scored a single run in eighteen innings, but sub. Well, they being the they Mariners, yes. someone scored a single yeah, run in eighteen innings. I don't innings. want to talk about it. I really, I really don't. <laughs> we're sitting there watching the game. I don't remember what inning it was, and Grayson comes out and goes, "Papi, that's that's his yeah, grandpa, uh-huh. right? Kylie's dad." Uh, I just saw what you wrote in the uh, in the guest bedroom. It says, uh, "For the first fifty dollars to the first grandkid who can find this uh, this," and he, he had painted it underneath a shelf uh, in a closet where uh-huh. you would have to be like in a, an incredibly awkward position <laughs> to be able to find this and see this. You would have to be so tucked back underneath and and whatever, and it's written in paint. Yeah, and Grayson comes out, and nobody knows what he's talking about. Even Pappy, he wasn't like, "Oh yeah, I remember writing that." It was like, "No, you're making something yeah. up." And Grayson's like, "No, seriously." So we all went back there and looked. Sure enough, at some point, and we are trying to figure out when this was, yeah. when they had last repainted, because it was obviously it was the paint that was in their closet, mm-hmm. and we think it was before any of the grandkids and oh. or London may have been born, because she yeah. had a head start, right? Yeah. And, but for sure, before the twins were born, this is like over 10 years old. Yeah. And so we're like, this is amazing. London, you had a, like a five-year head start yeah. on all these kids and you didn't get it. Uh, and not to mention- It does not surprise me at all that Grayson is the child that oh, found 100%. it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Crawling everywhere, getting into things you shouldn't get into doing all that. Uh, and then, so Pappy was good on his, on his word. Oh, okay. He got out 50 bucks. Oh, nice. And then we were, we were quickly to point out, well, that was 10 years ago. That was 50 bucks back then. Oh my with gosh. inflation. <laughs> We're talking. It's rude. So, yeah, all of a sudden, <laughs> my son is way into hyperinflation. This hyperinflation uh, narrative that we are in right now. Well, considering the price of gas now, Pappy, <laughs> really that should be more like seventy-five dollars. But anyway, was Pappy like you get fifty dollars? Yeah, kid. fifty dollars, and you're lucky. <laughs> and you're that lucky. I kind yeah. of remember yeah. doing this, but not really. You know what I mean? So after that, I went and and painted uh, that underneath several cabinets and drawers uh in his house in his house yeah. <laughs> for so, the first in-law yeah for the first son-in-law for the first son-in-law to find this seven thousand dollars usd so uh that's gonna okay at christmas time you're gonna hear me open up a drawer and be like hey look what i found so little scavenger hunt pretty fun uh, that's cool yep anything yeah. for you happening this week in your uh, life or happened i think i'm okay okay should we jump into yeah. the talk from I mean, Sunday? Yeah, we've talked long enough, I, I think. know. Yeah, sorry. There's just a lot. You have ki- I have kids. I have like more, more options of things to go wrong and right or whatever. So, 
Uh, we started a new series mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday, The Time of Your Life. Uh, we looked at a, a passage in Ecclesiastes And Brent did three. not do the dirty dancing lift. I was very disappointed. Did not do the dirty dancing lift. <laughs> I did mention it in one of the services, and oh, I didn't mention it in the other one, so I don't you know which have, one you attended. I was at the second one, yeah, so it must I have been the first. first one. Yeah. There were several things this week that I did in the first, and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to change that for the second. <laughs> just not do it it's just i don't know it's just one of those practices but yeah. um yeah and uh we talked about the idea of seasonality of life and understanding which way to go and discernment's a part of that uh and that we are shaped we have been shaped we are shaped by the things that we've experienced by all of the the people that we've run into the experience that we've done that kind of molds us and shapes us and sometimes blinds us uh to some things as well uh and so as we're kind of seeking out this discernment it's a it's a matter of uh, of trying to find something a little solid, a little bit trustworthy to kind of lean into. And and Jesus and with his disciples saying, I'm going to leave you, when I leave you, I'm leaving you with my spirit to guide you into all truth. And, and what does that mean? What does that kind of discernment look like? So really it was just, a, a uh, I think, an intro piece to it, to mm-hmm. talking about time shaping us and mm-hmm. that we are all creatures of time. And we are uh, in, in, we are both insignificant in mm-hmm. terms of, the the expanse of the time frame, but also um, you know I think uh, unique in particular in our existence, and we are created for such a time as this, and and uh, that we are responsible for being good stewards of the time that we do have. Yeah. So it was kind of a little combo of both of those things. Yeah. So what were some of the things that you um, kind of took away? What were some of the things I took away? Oh, um, I think one of the things I was talking was thinking about is um. Like timing is that was Brent's ice. Well, sorry, <laughs> took a drink of water and it made a really loud cascading sound with that ice. Um, <laughs> like the that timing is everything, right? We that's like a really common like kitschy phrase, sure. but it really is true. And like when things happen and how they happen, um, can be so different depending on like the timing of it and where you are and the experiences you've had, um, and your ability to like understand how things are going, um. I don't remember what you said in response to this, but I also was talking about, oh, I was thinking about uh, the, one of my like Bible quotes is uh, rejoice in the Lord always. Um, and just like really embracing that and remembering that when we're joyful and when we have a time of sorrow or a time of hardship. And, um, and I think that's part of that, like understanding our fragility in time and understanding our limitedness in time. But also, like, we have, because we're made in the image, we have this, like, ability to see into the infinite future. And so it can be hard to remember that we're not going to be part of that. Um, And, like, that's something we have to live to leave behind um, instead of live to be a part of it. And so, um, I don't know, because it's hard to think about yourself dying. That's weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I know I will. And there are times when it's easy and there are times when it's not easy, right? Yeah. I don't know that it's ever, like, easy. There's times when it's, like, more apparent apparent or more, like, in your face. But I don't know that that's ever an easy thing to grapple with in terms of, like, oh, I'm going to die one day. And then you're like, eh, then, okay, let's not think about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. And let's talk about something else. Yeah. Um. But, you know, and I think that changes as you get older. Obviously, I'm, you know, in my 30s, so I'm not dealing with my own mortality quite as, like, intensely as people who are later in their life. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking about that, too, and how 
that works. And I don't know. It's like interesting. I lost my train of thought is really what just happened. Um, <laughs> um, I also really liked your God is already on the move. Um, oh, yeah. Like that part of it. Uh, like, like we're not, I don't know. We're not that important guys. Um, right. <laughs> That's exactly it though. Right. Like the whole idea um, of the animals in the, in the Narnia series going Aslan's yeah. on the move. Yeah. Not like, um, he's recruiting, he's, um, uh, he's, re- he responded to our call for help. Yeah. No, he's um, already he's doing already this. He's already doing it. It's yeah. already happening. And how lucky are we that he asks us to be part of that and that he like brings us in on his movement already. Like, yeah. like everything is already in motion. Yeah. Everything is already happening. Everything is already going. And we get the privilege of being a small, teeny, little, insignificant part of that. And hopefully a big part of that for someone, right? Like, Mm-hmm. You know, on the whole, it's a tiny, our impact is tiny, but hopefully for the people that we are involved with directly, the impact is huge. Um, and in a positive way, not in a negative way. Yeah. So. And hopefully we're attuned to that and yeah. able to see that. That's our, that should be our prayer, right? Yeah. You're, you're doing good things in this world already. Regardless whether, of regardless me. Regardless of me. And honestly, in spite of me, most yeah, often, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, let me see it, right? And let me be a part of it. Yeah. Um I felt uh like s- some of that too is interesting in the sense that uh, uh Travis and I are, are reading through and auditing at like a class like a lecture series by a guy named Joshua Gibbs um on the book Paradise Lost by oh, John Okay, Milton. yeah. And so the book itself is kind of I've never read it, a but a poem of the whole uh the whole thing in the garden, the eating yeah, of the it's apple. A, it's allegoric, right? It's completely allegoric. Okay. It's, it, it was meant to be kind of like a Beowulf or a uh, Odysseus um, uh, sort of thing, like an mm-hmm. epic is what mm-hmm. they call them, uh, a mythical e- epic of sorts of taking this story that's mm-hmm. in Genesis 1 through 3 and kind of translate and really kind of painting a big, broad picture of the cosmos or the cosmology of how Satan fell from heaven and the angels that went with him and his mindset and his his thinking through how he was going to get back at God by going after the people. And and, and it's interesting because uh, a lot of what some uh, people believe about um, creation, or sorry, uh, the, about the fall, mm-hmm. and specifically the number of angels and and his methodology and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. comes from either Dante's Inferno or Milton's Paradise, Paradise Lost. Lost. Those are like the two big yeah. sources that are like the extra biblical. Uh, why do you believe this happened in terms of the creation yeah. fall story? Mm-hmm. Well, because of this, you know, and and so, anyways. But a lot of it is is obviously completely original with him, and mm-hmm. uh, and he's working through some of it. Um, but one of the points that he makes in it. Is that the uh, and C.S. Lewis did a preface to Paradise Lost, so this perspective may be coming from that. I can't remember if it's actually mm-hmm. from the narrative of Paradise Lost or from Lewis's take on it. Uh, but uh, talking about how when uh, Satan is fighting, he was fighting and at war not with God but with his fellow created angels, mm. who in that story are. Uh, Gabriel, Michael, uh, Raphael, all of these different other angels. Mm-hmm. That, all the Ninja Turtles. That the, yeah, that the war is with them, not with God. To, to think, he thinks in his talks that he's fighting against God, mm-hmm. but really he's fighting, fighting against his own created beings. Like God's 
already at work in trying to draw him, even him back into Mm -hmm. almost treating him as like a prodigal son, like the original prodigal son. Do you want to come home? Do you want to come back into this? Like you don't have to fight against this. So it's not a matter of, oh my gosh, I hope I pick the right side who wins. And I think it's going to be God. He's like, (laughs) no, no, no. He's, he's fighting a losing battle. He's only fighting against fellow created beings like him. Like Mm -hmm. this isn't even a, this isn't even a battle. This isn't yeah. even a war. I mean, you know what I mean? That was that was big part of Milton's point was just uh, uh, e- even the perception of what he's doing isn't really um, isn't really a, a war in, in that sense. It's it's bigger than that. It's he's on the move already, and there's nothing that can be done to kind of stop that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So I thought that was really interesting piece. Um, didn't play into kind of our talk for Sunday, but for the sure. idea of God is on the move, or you know, Aslan's on the move. Um, I think is a big piece of it. And how do we know? How do we attune ourselves to that? Part of that is waiting, and part of that is finding ourselves in time. Um, a book that I'm using kind of as a resource for this series is called How to Inhabit Time by James K.A. Smith. Now, one of my favorite authors, love the guy, and um, he, uh, in this book, he uh, liking, likens that, he starts off by saying, um, a, a lot of times when in movies you come out of, uh, like this amnesia sort of thing mm-hmm. that go, where am I or what time is it, right? And that is a good question, but he would say the wording that he used was, when are you? Mm. When are you in this process? Oh, yeah, right? that's interesting. Yeah. That's so different. That makes you think so differently about yeah. like your place in the world. Yeah. When <laughs> are you? I am on this side of the crucified Christ. I am on this side of the all of the things that have taken place uh, both good and bad in American history, in church history, and all of this. When am I? I am in 2022. Here, here's you know, I'm post uh, a, a recent pandemic. Yeah. I'm uh, in between political, really probably anticipating a harsh political scene. Yeah. I mean, out of a harsh political scene. Uh, when am I? I am you know, in, in asking that self or ruminating with that thought in my mind of going, when am I and what am and when, what am I? Then wh- what do I do with that? Yeah. How do I? Yeah. How do I discern where the spirit leads me in? Yeah. Of, in in light of that question being it's just like it's important to place yourself that's what i just like got from listening to you right now like the there's so much value in placing where like when you are in terms of history and like your life and like where you like personally but also like corporately like when am i because that really does impact what you do next and yeah. how you can do it next uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And I almost uh, used this story, but I, I decided not to, about when I came out, when I was in my coma, right, for my oh, yeah, car yeah. accident in 2016. Uh, and I came out, I, I the, my first memory that I had was me waking up and then the nurses asking me questions, mm-hmm. saying, do you know where you are? And I said, no, because I didn't know where I was. <laughs> uh, and do you know what day it is? And I said, no. And she said, do you know who the president is? And it was 2016, December. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Trump had been uh, voted in, but not taken oh, office yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. And so I said, Obama, but not for very much longer. And yeah. something like that. <laughs> and Kylie like knew. And, but I said it in a funny way. I yeah, said yeah. something. And you're, you have like a, like, yeah. Nah, and Kylie I'm making was a like, joke. Yeah. And Kylie yeah. was like, he's back. There yep. he is. <laughs> Saw the humor. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that idea of where yeah. are you and, and whatever. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so, but. Yeah, Anyways. that's like the. Do you remember the uh, Pepsi commercial from like the early two thousands? It was like a concussion 
they get this like football player gets a concussion and they're like asking him a bunch of questions and he's answering them correctly and then they're like okay who are you and he goes i am batman <laughs> i don't remember that one what that's such a good commercial <laughs> we might have found a clip for sunday <laughs> No, uh, I haven't seen it, but that's Okay, funny. well, Google it, because right. it's classic. I'm on it. I will. Yeah. All right, anything else? No, I think that was it. I'm good. Okay, I'm excited for this. It's going to be a good series. It's going to be good talks. I'm looking forward to continuing that. I open, so you get to go first. Yeah. So um, my something, something interesting. interesting. Yeah, I should, I should have prefaced <laughs> it with, this is now when we transition to what we find interesting, blah, blah, blah. You know this. Come on. Well, you're you know, if this. you're new, um, we take the oh. last little bit of our podcast to talk about yes. something interesting that we've read or heard or understood or seen um, and share it with you. Usually it's... Um, you know, just things that we personally find interesting. Yep. Um, who cares if you find them interesting? Just yeah. kidding. Um, so mine is um, I started listening to. Have you ever listened to the podcast Ologies? No, never. With heard Allie that. Ward, she's like a scientist, uh, journalist, science journalist. But she has a podcast called Ologies, and she interviews a scientist um, who has like a specific thing um that they go through and talks about a whole bunch of different things and they're really cool um and she does a lot of extra research and does some like asides and other so information each podcast episode is a different ology yeah so okay, like cool. um like one was about ot- when i listened to recently was about otters one was one's about turtles i don't was think it I've otterology listened. no it's like something else luterology <laughs> Luter- was- so she also sometimes has to figure out like an ology name for it um so the one i just listened to that i want to talk about it's about carnivorous plants, and it's called Ooh. phytobiology, I think is what she called it. Um, and so she interviewed this grad student out of Texas who researches carnivorous plants. And You're talking like a Venus flytrap, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah. there's lots of different kinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the most common are actually pitcher plants. Do you know no. what pitcher plants are? So pitcher plants are the ones that make the little like cup, and then in the bottom is like liquid. That is some water and a lot of digestive juices. And then there's like nectar around the top of the pitcher. It, it genuinely looks like a pitcher that you would like pour water out of. Yeah. Um, like a little glass pitcher or something, but it's made out of a leaf. So all of the, this is really cool. All of the like um, bug catching parts of carnivorous plants are modified leaves. So it's not like they also, those plants also have a flower. Um, and so they have to balance like um, flowering and getting pollinators with um, having the like bug catching portion of their themselves that catches the bugs. And the reason that carnivorous plants need to catch bugs is because they live in like most of the time they live in swampy um, areas that are nutrient poor. Um, and like, so they live in a lot of like bogs. Some of them live in like high mountains, but they live in nutrient poor areas. Um, and so they need, they don't, they can't get the nutrients that they need to grow from the ground. So they like, there's not enough decomposition on these. So they rely on insects falling into their, like into their traps and then they can leach the nutrients out of the traps but they don't digest all of the parts. So eventually towards the end, they'll start. This was another really cool thing. So at the beginning of their season, they attract bugs in with like sweet smells and like the nectar. And then towards the 
end of the season, they stop producing the nectar and the sweet smells and they just let the decomposing carcasses in their like pitcher attract other bugs that would want to eat that and then catch those bugs. And I was recycling. I know. I was like, it's really cool. Smart. And there's been some, there's like in some tropical areas, there's like really huge ones that can, that they've seen digest like a mouse or a shrew, like, or like small mammals, which is terrifying. But they also, there are also some carnivorous plants that don't um, eat bugs, but they have like nectar and then they get animals to poop inside them. And that's how they get the nutrients is from like the animal poop. And they call them like, I don't know, they're like toilets, like shrew toilets or something like that is what their name is. But anyway, it's really cool. You just found my (laughs) two sons best most favorite plant <laughs> at some point they will be requesting that for christmas but you can have carnivorous plants like they're fairly easy to keep like venus flytraps and stuff except for i also learned that venus flytraps have a limited number of like snaps and then the leaf dies and then they'll like make a new one later um so and you can kill it if you make it snap without feeding it so mm. If, if you're going to, like, make the flytrap snap, make sure you put a bug in there for it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a friend who had one of those, and Grayson was over there playing with it, not feeding it, just poking at it yeah. and watching it close, so uh-huh. probably killing it. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> sounds like I owe that guy a fly, <laughs> be a flytrap now. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. So cool. it's re- it was really cool. That's um awesome. And... There's like a ton there. Did you know there's some, um, I think they're a pitcher plant that's endemic to like Southern Oregon, Northern California. So like they're all over the place. I didn't realize that. I always thought they were tropical plants, but they're like all over everywhere Hmm. on all seven continent or on all continents except Antarctica. Crazy. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, okay, mine has to do with a guy named Stanley Tucci. Are you familiar? Yeah, I love Stanley Tucci. Do you? Have yeah. you watched the Search and Friendly? I haven't watched any of this. I, food. I think that was uh, a highlight of mine at some point. Yeah, when it we was. Were walking yeah. through it, uh-huh. uh, and so that's where I got introduced to him as kind of like this food. I mean, you'd seen him as an actor mm-hmm. and other things, but as kind of a food guy. And uh, we were walking through Target the other day and saw that he had written a book called Taste, My Life Through Food. Nice. And uh, so I ordered it from the library. Excuse me. And, oh, excuse, I just talked about food. She got all excited. No. Um, and uh, so I came in and I've been kind of piecing through it. I'm very early on in it, but it's been it's like part memoir. Okay. Part, uh, but it also has like... Um, hey, you know, growing up, my dad used to make these this certain pasta, and then like here's the family recipe. Oh, fun! Yeah, so it's kind of like both of those two things. Yeah. It's not just the family recipe book, which like wouldn't all that well interest mm-hmm. me, but like a little bit of a little bit of mixture in that, uh, and then like some history of kind of where he's from, and so it's got all kinds of things, very cool. eclectic. Um, so the book is called Taste My Life Through Food. If you're looking at it, uh, looking for it through the Mid Columbia Libraries, I will have it returned in uh, about a week or so. Um, so you can get <laughs> Do on the they only have list one copy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so because I like reserved it and it was ready to go the next yeah, day. So yeah. I'm sure they have several. It, it was kind of it came out in 2021. So oh, okay. It's fairly new, um, but uh, yeah, it's very interesting. And cool. I'm sure we'll try some of the uh, the fun recipes. Yeah, that'd so. be cool. Check it out. All right. Anything else that, before we I'm wrap good. things up? Okay. 
Uh, this Sunday night is a welcome party that we are hosting at our house. If you are new or new-ish to Eastlake in the last few years, or months, sorry, years, uh, last few months or so, and you've never been a part of an Eastlake 101, this is kind of taking the place of that. We're experimenting with a few things, checking it out. We'd love to have you be a part of that. It's happening at our home uh, at 630. If you sign up on the Community Marketplace part of the website, you'll get some more info on where that's at and all of that. We'd love to have you come, check it out, meet some of the leadership team, and uh, come see my better half. Yeah. And, you know, hang out. It'd be great. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting, everybody. We'll see you next week for part two. Part two? Yeah, part two recap. Recap of part two. Yeah, yeah. On uh, our new series, <laughs> The Time of Your Life. Have a good one, guys. See you. Bye, everyone. Bye.